Welcome, welcome, welcome back to the island. My name is Unique Aaron, and I'll be your host tonight. Tonight here on the island, we are joined with our very special guest, Miss Raw Kalan. How are you? Thank you for being here. I know it is so cold outside, girl. But it's warm in here. And we love it. <laughs> it's warm because not only because of the heat, but because the love. Mm-hmm. Ra, I want to take a moment and I want to have you introduce yourself. Who are you? Who is Ra Kalan? So I am a self love activist. I am a life coach. I am an emotional intelligence consultant. I'm a holistic cultivation and community leader. And so we all know. And I love you. Like, from the first day I met you, I was like, that's what it is. <laughs> I was like, her energy, her love, her life. Like, I just, I'm obsessed with. Oh, my God. So, tell me, how did you get started? Like, in the whole self-love consultant. Like, what does that even look like? It looks like spending my whole life trying to figure out how to use my love for people, even though I did not always like people their benefit and for my benefit so I got my master's in clinical counseling because I knew I was supposed to work with people but then honestly going through that experience while I so appreciate community I'm not built to be a people pleaser I'm a little more unorthodox than that and so life coaching gave me the freedom to love people the way I want to and if they are clients of mine I'm hoping they're with me because they appreciate that kind of support yes I honestly love that and I love what you just said you know, with therapists and clinical professionals, they have to stay in such a line. Don't do that. That's unethical. Yeah, don't hold a hand. Don't cry with them. Don't hug them. Don't go hang out with mm-hmm. them. But like you said, as a life coach, you get to actually build a bond mm-hmm. and build a natural relationship that they want a therapist to build, but they put up so many walls that it's hard. So it's like, we're being taught to build this rapport, quote unquote, but at the same time, it's like you're unavailable. Exactly. And, and I think it depends on the therapist and the counselor. Definitely. But the therapist and counselor that I was being, I say, raised to be in my program mm-hmm. was one who was constantly afraid of, well, don't do that, you'll get sued. Don't do that, you'll get sued. And I'm like, okay, so you want me to spend lots of money and years and hours getting this license so that if someone doesn't like how I coach, Thank you. Oh, my goodness. And once again, no disrespect to those who have chosen to do that. I admire it, but it wasn't for me. Girl, no disrespect. Therapists over here all the way. But I definitely agree with you because when I worked at the hospital, that was the one thing. I'm a lover. I love to show my emotion, my affection. And when I can't because it's like that's unethical, Mm -hmm. you know, once they leave here, you can't see how they're doing. And I'm like. Well, why? That's how the system is failing us. Yes. It's because we release them back with their own thoughts and triggers and everything. And no follow-up. With nothing. And it's just like, good luck. Mm-hmm. And you wonder why you have what they call those repeat offenders mm-hmm. or, you know, those homestayers <laughs> like, that make the hospital their home. And it's mm-hmm. like, well... You bring them in, you lock them up for five to seven days, yep. you drug them, yep. and then once they seem, quote-unquote, stable to you, you're like, good luck. Yeah. And it's like, 
a lot of people don't have access to continue to get that medicine that made them stable yeah. or the treatment or they don't constantly go to groups like you force them to do inside of here. And now you're telling me as a therapist who did connect with them, I can't even go check on them because mm-hmm. it's inappropriate. Mm-hmm. What? I can't. So I love the fact that you went that way. Like, I think it's absolutely gorgeous. So tell me, what do companies, when they call you, like, what do they say? Like, we just need somebody to come consult on how our employees need to work with themselves, understand themselves. So when corporations call me, they can either call me to come in and work with their leaderships on an executive level or maybe on a staff and employee level. Maybe they're having issues where employees are bullying each other. Because just because you grown don't mean that you actually have the social skills to navigate when someone rubs you the wrong way or when you're offended and you don't know how to articulate it. But are you even clear on why you're offended? Other than your feelings are hurt and you're feeling that negative affect, are you clear on this is a preference for you? It's not that they did anything wrong, you just didn't like it and that that's allowed. So helping companies help their employees and their leadership understand how to be self-aware, how to self-regulate themselves, how to enhance their social skills so that when they're in the workplace, it's a community and not prison. Oh my God. I cannot with you. You are literally always hitting it. Like you hit the mark every time. (laughs) Because seriously, like why are you upset? Like other than the fact that they made you mad. Mm -hmm. And you allowed them. No one makes you do anything. You allowed them. Hello. Because... What did they do that was just so traumatic to you that made you feel like, I got to raise this much hell Mm -hmm. and really make everybody in the room uncomfortable? Yeah. Like, genuinely uncomfortable. Yeah. And I'm not even opposed to uncomfortable feelings. What I'm opposed to is projection. So if you've done the work yourself and you're like, no, I have a problem and I don't care who's offended or who's uncomfortable, I need to bring it up. I've processed it. I'm prepared to hear your side of it as well. I can balance that. I'm fine with feeling discomfort. But if you're not willing to be uncomfortable with yourself, you just want me to be upset, you can keep that. <laughs> you can keep that. You can keep it. Because that's my thing. Like you said, it's being able to really understand that I've processed this. I've already know. I'm not projecting. Mm-hmm. This is why. But I'm also ready to hear your side. Yeah. People are never ready to hear the other side. And that's what makes me so mad. Like, you have to be prepared for their response. Like, you can build it up in your head all you want and sit there and go, oh, I'm going to say this, I'm going to say this, and I'm going to let them know. That they don't have a copy of. And then when they say something, you're like, that's not your line. (laughs) That is not your line. Like, you either get mad that they respond in a positive way. They're like, oh, okay, I understand that. And now your whole script is, like, burnt because you were ready to argue. Or you were ready for them to accept, and they were like, well, no, I don't agree with that. And now you're like, what did you just say? (laughs) That is rude. Like, you did not follow my script. And I'm just like, you can't expect people to. What do you expect out of them when they don't have it? And it's crazy because it leads me to a point that we just talked about, me and her friends. Stop testing people. Stop mm-hmm. testing your partner. Stop testing your family members. Sure. You are walking into these situations going, I'm going to do this just to see how they respond. And if they respond this way, oh, I'm going to act on 
I test out it even though I was faking. Yes. Who are you? And it set you up for failure. Mm-hmm. And I have to sit here and admit I was real bad at it for a while. I would test the hell out of a friend. My relationship, I'd sit there and go, I'm just do this just to see. <laughs> right. Like, are you going to answer this right? You probably not. And I'm just going to go off. Mm-hmm. Like, ooh, it just makes me happy. And then I'm like, what is wrong with you? Like, they're failing a test they didn't know, and then you're blowing up. Because my biggest thing I've always said is I do not hold people accountable unless I've told you that was going to make me upset. Mm-hmm. So I, Exactly. So if you come into my life and you do something, and I was like, mm, that didn't make me, like, comfortable, I'm going to come to you and be like, hey, that rubbed me the wrong way. Exactly. Now, moving forward, I've established that you're going to know if you do it again, I have a reason because I've spoke on it. But if I never knew it made you upset, like, why are you? Exactly. And people don't understand that communication and comprehension Mm -hmm. go hand in hand. Yeah. And do you want to be right or do you want to be accurate? If you're texting someone, are you trying to prove uh, insecurity you are? Okay, so your self-love journey. Because most people don't wake up and just already have self-love. There are some people who have always been confident and strong and can stand in themselves. But a lot of people have to work harder, like really hard. What did it look like for you? Well, it looked like for me that I think I had a good foundation. I did have a lot of support from my parents, which I was loved. But also, the influences that come from the rest of the world, um, there were a lot of times that self-doubt still had a way of creeping in. Mm-hmm. There was still a lot of codependency issues in my household. Mm-hmm. There was still a lot of hurt and generational trauma that even in a two-parent household this past week, I recognize that still exists. However, at the same time, I can admit there was still a lot of trauma that came from my background. Because of that, when I was growing up, gave me a chance to self-actualize. So I enjoyed myself. I got to enjoy my company before someone else like a peer or a classmate would tell me why I shouldn't be. So by the time I was put into public school in middle school, it was still a very confusing time, but I would process like, okay, they seem annoyed with me. Is that my work or is that their work? Okay, that's their work. And it would still hurt me. I'd still feel lonely, right. but it was different. Of course. And that's always been something that stayed with me of trying to not That holding space. I have had so many conversations about how much space we're taking up. And how do you dictate whether you're taking up too much space or not? I don't worry about that. Yeah, I don't worry about that. I, I have a lot of energy. I have big energy. Yes. Um, 
and you're dedicated. And when people are uncomfortable with that, to me it's a sign or a reflection of something that they have not accidentally done themselves. There is nothing about me that they can't find in themselves that they are willing to do work on. Mm-hmm. They are willing to do that work. The excitement, the communication, all that's possible if they're willing to hone in on the skills. I'm an awkward homeschool kid. I honed my social skills. That's why I communicated so well because I was so bad at it. So when people are excited about me existing or uncomfortable about me existing, I'm like, what does that say about where you're at in your existence? <laughs> Just attack them, girl. You came in every time, and I think that's why I love you. Actually, no, that's not how I think. I know that's why I love you, because you shoot, but your guns are filled with love. So people don't know how to react or respond, because you're like, here you go. (laughs) It's like Justin LaVoy, blah, 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 respectfully. (laughs) And yours is like, with love. Yeah, and I just love that so much because it's like, it's not my issue. Mm-hmm. It's yours. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Yeah. Good luck. But how much power is there in that? I think initially when people hear it, was like, no, that's not my money, not my circus. They're like, well, that's selfish. I'm like, but if it's your choices, you can get it under control. You want me to try and navigate and help you do something? I don't know the logistics of it. Only you know. But the truth is, they're not willing to admit that they don't know the logistics of it. And when you throw it back at You just be like, mic drop, and I'm gone. Mic drop, and I'm gone. But always coming back to pick it back up and be like, you thought. (laughs) I'm back. It's so amazing, but it also reminds me of what our residential therapist once said to us and how you can only meet people as far as where they met themselves. And it's not my responsibility like you're reacting from where you're from mm-hmm. so I'm gonna leave you there mm-hmm. until you can get at least here mm-hmm. yeah. like and that when she said that I remember me and my co-founder like looked at each other like I've been reacting for years <laughs> literally like I'm upset because I'm upset so I'm making sure everybody's upset but no it's it doesn't have to be like that. Like, you have to understand, am I really upset? Or did they just hit something that I haven't dealt with, so I'm going to attack them for it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, don't but, make me look at that. Girl. Don't ask me to look at that. How dare you? How dare you bring out that mirror? Oh, mm-hmm. on, there. Like, we looking at you right girl, now. Girl, <laughs> I'm just trying to focus on you. Mm-hmm. Like, we, this is not about me. Mm-hmm. I'm deflecting. Yes. I know I'm deflecting. I'm not going to admit that I'm deflecting, but I know I am in my head. And when somebody calls you out about it, they're like, well, you're deflecting. You're like, I did. And you can get more defensive about it. It's always a like, you're, well, we're not talking about me. Mm-hmm. But we are. Yeah. We should be. Yeah. <laughs> and you're worth talking about. How about that? And, it's, and, I'm, and I want a full disclaimer. I'm not here to say you should just be deflecting and looking at other people. Take accountability. Absolutely. Take accountability for what you've done, what you've said, who you've hurt. But at the same time, if you know that you have not wronged this person and they are truly projecting, I do feel like you're allowed to say something. Yes. 
you are allowed to be like, hey, so I definitely feel like you're projecting. If you want to like figure this out, we can talk about it. But if not, I'm gonna leave you where you are. Yeah, and creating boundaries around, even if you recognize someone is emotionally jumping on you, you don't have to just sit there and take it. You also don't have to be an a hole about it. You can easily just say, so I can tell that we're not making good progress in this conversation. I don't feel heard, and I don't know if I can hear you anymore. I'm gonna come back tomorrow. All right now. <laughs> And be, done. and be done. Just like that. Before you hate each other. Correct. And I think that's what's so important. Like, before you go in, you dumping on people and you just saying whatever you feel like you want to say, do you have the mental capacity for this? Mm-hmm. Are you ready to receive this? Yes. So when you go into conversations, people have to realize they may not be ready to receive what you have to say. Exactly. And when I go, I have to be ready for that. Yeah. Because I also have to be ready to receive what they're going to say. But that's why I think so many people depend on the scripts that they come up with in their heads. That's why they're practicing what they're going to say in the car before they go into work. Or why they're practicing what they're going to say before they talk to their partner. Because we're afraid of the unknown. And if I come into this conversation and I don't already have it mapped out as to how it's supposed to go, what if I get stuck? What if you pull my And it's crazy because I recently got upset and now I'm processing this and I'm a little embarrassed. But you know, we gonna live humble, open, and transparent here on the island. Thank you, um, Transformation Church, for that. But, so, I had did something for a friend and this entire time I was planning how they would react. The whole time. Yeah. I was like, oh my gosh, this is gonna be so good. And then they did it. was like ungrateful did this that the third and I was like were you doing something just to get a positive response you built that up and now you're upset because they messed it up Mm -hmm. they're supposed to be incredibly grateful and they might be but were they in a space to even receive what you were working for around so they could appreciate they could have really appreciated it and not knew how to say it. Yeah, or how much it meant to you to give it. So it was like, it, like I said, it just dawned on me that I was like, okay, that was really bad of them. Like, don't do that. Yeah. But we have to be able to call ourselves empaths. And there's no need to add to the shame that each of us already have or the guilt that each of us already has about, oh, well, I did this or I did that. That's all somebody feels is guilt. We're afraid of ourselves. Afraid of how we'll disappoint or embarrass ourselves and what the other person will see. Terrified. 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 Like, I sit there so many times and build scripts for, like, everything. And I think that's why when I invited you and everybody that I've invited, I've been like, we're going to talk. Oh, what about life? Whatever comes up. Let's see where the breeze takes us on Mm -hmm. the island. 
Okay. <laughs> yes, because people do not realize building those scripts. Because all of these scripts, let's be honest, are 98% us, yes. 2% them, and that 2% better follow word oh, for word yes. what I've written for you. Yes. Be ready. Yes, and your tone better match. And your tone. Don't say it loud. You can say all the right things, but if you don't look visually how I need you to look, well, I'm just saying it to me. I'm going to be hot. I'm hot. Yeah. I mean, they said they were sorry, but she, <laughs> her tone said everything. Yeah. But tone does say a lot. And nonverbal cues are real. They are real. 80% of us interacting and communicating as human beings is nonverbal. Hello. Yeah. Like that raise of the eyebrow, like, what? Mm-hmm. Or that look side to side, like, yeah. okay. Or not laughing when someone makes a joke that they thought was I can just sit here and imagine one of my old co-workers right now like all of us younger people would be in the office like laughing and he would be sitting there like I didn't find that funny oh Amber Alert oh I forgot I turned mine off on my actual phone (laughs) I'm an awful person I don't want to know when the user Girl, and I love the youth, but girl, y'all be in trouble so much. So much. Little Susie, hold your mama hand, please. <laughs> no, but seriously, like, I can't. Like, I can just imagine his face when we'd be in there laughing, and he'd be sitting there like, I don't get it, or that's not funny to me. And I'm just like, I'm going to keep laughing. Ha! It's funny. It's funny. It's great. And if you don't find it funny, you're more than welcome to be like, I don't find it funny. Okay. But I found it (laughs) hilarious. Give me three more seconds. Good. All right. All right. You're done with me. You know? I do. Because there have been times where, like, something happened and someone couldn't stop laughing. Mm -hmm. But they couldn't explain why they found it so funny. Just, and, like, I would find it, like, a little funny. But I'm like, you're still laughing (laughs) like and they're just going in it's crazy because i think i've had this time with my co-founder and she just could not stop laughing at something i did and i was like you feeling good like what is happening and she's like i'm sorry and she just keeps going and i'm like i don't think it was that funny like i want to know how it played in her mind because it was hysterical But, yeah, but I guess I've always been afraid to take up too much space. Mm. Like, a very transparent moment here. As a gay black male in America, I was always scared to take up too much space because I knew the world just wouldn't like me. Mm. Number one, I'm black. (laughs) Target. Boom. Mm -hmm. Oh, you found out I'm gay? The target shifts to, oh, I'm a male. Beep, 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 beep. I'm 
three strikes out when I walk outside. So taking up space in certain communities is something I've always been terrified of, especially in the professional world. So as a straight white male sits there and goes, I don't find it funny, I feel like I have to go, ooh, maybe it wasn't that funny. Mm -hmm. Versus being like, sorry, girl, I still do. But I've always been afraid. And that's why I asked earlier, well, how do you know when you're taking up too much? Mm -hmm. But your answer was perfect. I don't care. Yeah, I don't worry about it. And when I see the people are pressed about it, it makes me actually quite curious. It's like, where are you at in your head? What are you doing over there in your mind that you aren't allowing yourself to see it a different way? And you don't have to agree with the way I see it, but are you open to it at least? Or is that pressing too much? See, and I think that's what's so crazy, because if you ask anybody who knew me from a young age, they'd be like, no, he was outgoing, he was crazy, he was this, he did not worry about taking up space. But I did. I was the dancer, I was the cheerleader, I was everything, but still, I was like, how much space am I taking up? They're all looking at me, but like, what are they thinking? What are they thinking? Some of, like, there's some people I'll run into to this day that were like, oh, I remember you from high school. And I immediately go, I don't remember. What do you remember? <laughs> what do you remember? Like, mm. And so the ones who I thought couldn't stand me and was, like, so annoyed with it, they're like, you were the funniest thing. You were always laughing, smiling. And I was like, really? Perfect example. I was at UPS, my part-time job the other day. And I was going through a lot mentally, and I just didn't feel like being there. And I walked out. I literally walked in, scanned three packages, and was on my way. I left. Everybody's, like, calling my name, trying to get my attention. I'm like, I just leave. So I get there the next day, and I'm still in the same headspace, and I'm just not feeling it. And so I go, and I take my break. And the supervisor, who I thought really didn't care for me, like, I thought, I constantly thought she was annoyed with me. She stops and she goes, you know, I don't know what you're going through, but I pray it gets better because I miss your laugh and your smile and your energy, like on the floor. And I was like, in my head, I was like, seriously? Like, every time I felt like she looked at me, she looked annoyed. But she was like, nah, man. She was like, I think you're hilarious. She's like, these people stress me out. And I look at you, and you be over there doing what you want. She's like, you do your job, but you gonna do it. And I was like, wow. I thought this woman hated me. (laughs) Cause I'll look over and she just be sitting there like, what is she doing? Well, some people's faces just look like that. Exactly. Some people just got that same face. And she was like, nah, I miss you. And for the first time I seen her be like, you know, cause she had texted me. She was like, is everything okay? And I texted back, she's like, no, I have a lot going on. And she was like, man, when I read that, I felt your energy. You was yelling at me. I was like, man, what did I do to him? And we just started laughing for the first time ever. We just laughed together. And I literally was like, thank you so much. Her just stopping saying that, just being like, where is he? Bring him back. Because we love him. And, like, I know that. And the next day, like, I went in and I was like, I'm finished tear this place up. Yeah. So I like, I go up the stairs wherever. I'm like, sup, y'all? Yeah. 
I'm here. And she just looks up and she starts shaking her head. I'm like, you love me. And I just like walk off. Like, and it just made me feel so good. Now, did it feed into my little shit? <laughs> she gonna be like, calm down. <laughs> Correct. But it definitely made me feel like there was space for me. I, I have to do this. So, when we were at yoga, yeah. you talked about a perfect sandwich. And I have been holding on to it since you talked about it. I'm like, Fresh and And that's when it's coming. Please, please, please tell the world about fragments in the Which is when you're growing up and you experience an emotional situation that you do not have the tools for yet. Be it that you're at a cookout and your uncle starts making something, you're going back to your second floor. And you're not used to being embarrassed. This is the first time this has happened. So at that moment, you fragment. There's a part of you that is born that learns how to stay safe. To poke fun at your uncle, to get the attention off of you a bit. Mm -hmm. But there's still that other part of you that exists that is wondering, why would you do that? Why did you embarrass me? Has something wrong with me eating again? Maybe I won't ever come back to a second place in front of the family. So we become these two separate parts. But because only one part actually made us feel like we survived and got through, we only pay attention to our protected part, the one that helps us feel safe. Now imagine all the situations that the first time you experience these emotional traumas. It doesn't have to be huge things. It doesn't have to be murder or rape. It can be little bits of embarrassment, bullying, where you're just trying to figure out how you are supposed to show up. Giving birth to these different parts and only paying attention to the part that other people respond well to. So these other parts that are desperate, needy, lonely, jealous, uncomfortable, insecure, we do not pay them any attention. But that does not mean that they are not there. And so some of us call them shadows. Some of us call them inner children. Because most of them come from childhood because that's when we first go through those experiences. Right. But I call them fragments because I'm still fragmenting till this day. Situations as recent. The pandemic, I fragmented like three times with the pandemic, honestly. Um, just recognizing that there are experiences that I was not prepared for. I didn't know what isolation like that was going to be like. Never mm-hmm. been in that situation. So fragmentation is the awareness that there are multiple parts of you. And it's fun to ask people. I love to ask it in my lives. Well, how many bullets is in your gun? And we get real scary, especially in people of color in the culture of like, now you sound crazy. Mm-hmm. Well, let's take the stigma of sounding And be real. How many bullets is in your head? Because when it's time to make a decision about something, there's like three different options for how you perceive it. There's one part you're like, yeah, go ahead and pay that bill. There's another part you're like, well, no, we need to save the money because da 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 could come up. There's another part like, why do we even work? Let's burn the house down. Let's move to the woods and everything will be fine. Yes. Yes. (laughs) You know, so there are all these parts and you never listen to the part about burn it all down. You may listen to the part about like, okay, well, 
if you go back to poetry struggle, so that's what the voices in your head are doing. There's a part of you that got traumatized by being embarrassed because you didn't have the help. There's a whole lot of it. There's a part of you that's like, I'm responsible. This bill needs to be paid today. I'm going to take care of it. Those two parts exist simultaneously, and you need to be aware of them. <laughs> See, and this is why I wanted you to bring it up, because it's those voices. It's those voices. Mm-hmm. Because just this morning, I did not want to go to work. Yeah. So there was that voice that was like, Bernice, you are building something. You got to be responsible. You got to do all this stuff. There was that other voice that was like, boy, you are tired. You do not need that job. This is a part-time work. They need you. Lay it down. And they just like back and forth at each other. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, we can rest later. Mm-hmm. No, I'm gonna rest right now. Yeah. <laughs> I'm tired. Get up. Mm-hmm. Like, and you're watching. You're the observer of this as you lay there. As I lay there, mm-hmm. just being like, did I get up? Mm-hmm. And like you said, you pick a fragment mm-hmm. and you go with it. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's not the right fragment that we walked with. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> this morning. I walked with that fragment. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. I was tired. My body was tired. I was like, I've been on go I'm mentally, physically. Just, I'm tired. I've been doing a lot. Yeah. So I'm going to rest this morning. And I don't want to say it's the wrong fragment exactly. because there wasn't a right or wrong. It was a decision I made. Mm-hmm. Period. Yeah. But like you said, I chose a fragment and whichever one felt more safe to exactly. me, the protection. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and ever since you said it in yoga, I just remember like looking over to my cousin. I was like, like I really wanted to be like, are you trying to address me right now? You see like, all of the <laughs> like I felt like you were just like, Pew. Mm-hmm. but then I looked around and realized everybody felt that way. Yeah, and that's the beautiful thing is realizing when you are having situations with people, and it's like we just responding like this today. Which fragment did you talk to? Who are you talking to right now? And that's why people have to be aware of who's who. If you're aware of who you got living in here, then you can say, honestly, right now, I'm going to just feel real defensive, so this is not the time to talk. Or you can say, right now, I feel really vulnerable. I don't have the capacity to take on more, so just give me some time. But if you don't know that, someone's talking to you, you you got the protector coming out, you got your crybaby coming out, you're crying, you don't know why you're crying, you can feel crazy. Look, I'm not going to lie, I'm sensitive, so I'll cry, but I'll bounce back every time, hello. <laughs> I'm just, I'm going to keep it real. But saying that, like I said, like, a lot of people have to take time to realize if you feel attacked in a situation, if you just take a moment to look around, look at people's faces, I'm pretty sure other people feel attacked too. So don't take it personal. I have learned lately, don't take anything personal. Mm-hmm. Most of the world projects it on you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and it's not. It, it feels uncomfortable to not take it personal because it's my life. Why wouldn't right. I take my life personal? But we're all just living our own projections, our own reality. Correct. And 
are you willing to look at the decisions that you're making? Are you willing to look at the experiences you've had that you are creating your reality off of? So if you're only around lack, it makes sense that you would have a lack mindset. Yeah. Can you shift some things so that you have some friends who you talk to who are go-getters, who are about something, so that now when that voice in your head that wants more starts talking, you can speak its language. But if the only language you've been taught is lack, when that reassuring fragment comes in, you don't believe them, so you won't listen. And they might be coming to save you, but you won't believe you the way they are. It reminds me of that SpongeBob meme. It's like when someone in my life shows up and loves me and it's like my traumatized ass and he's sitting there holding the box like, <laughs> like what are you doing here? Like, I don't know you. You don't feel familiar. Yeah. It's weird. It is. Like, seriously, like the first time I felt loved and genuinely appreciated in a relationship and friendship literally wasn't too long ago i started looking at the friends and relationships i have now and i go these people make me feel loved appreciated understand me take the time to understand me and i'm not saying the people in my life in the past didn't love me but i just never felt this type of reassurance like people who don't mind reassuring me because they know i need that they're always going to be like, yes, I still love you, crazy. Mm-hmm. Like, you're still crazy, yes. but I still love you. Yeah. Go. Yeah. And that is okay with me versus, like, just shutting me out and being like, you know. Yeah. Like, lately, my favorite thing is to say to people is, like, if you knew me before 2019, I didn't know you. Yeah. Like, I have washed that part of my memory out. I literally had a friend text me the other day. He responded to my Instagram story, and he was like, "Oh, um, such and such works for us because I was at this, I was at XOXO Dining, yeah. and he was like, such and such works for us." I said, "Who is that?" He said, "Seriously, you went to elementary school with them?" I said, "Child, anything that happened before 2019 didn't happen in my life. Goodbye. Mm-hmm. Like you're lucky I'm talking to you." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the wild thing is, though, while you might have washed it clear. And it's so crazy because the madder I get, the more that becomes true. Because I'll be like, I just start telling everybody, even on my team, I'll be like, okay, I'm changed, but inner Ramis is really getting pissed off. Yeah. Like, hold a taser, ready to fight you, I'm ready to go off, Ramis is coming out slowly. He is clawing. And he's pissed. And if he gets out, I don't know what to do with that because yeah. I'm going to lose it and then this calm, cool, collected, healed self of myself is going to get locked in the cage because mm-hmm. that Ramis is going to throw him in there, lock it, and run. Yeah, so that I can be free and handle this the way I feel that it needs to be handled. Because the beautiful thing about fragments, they aren't here to harm us. They are here to help us. We gave birth to them because we were in a situation we didn't know what to do with. Yeah. So they came forth to protect something. But there's also some fragments that need the protection. And what our work to do is to go in and to be parents over and over again. To go in and to help 
even if they feel very insecure, that they're still worth doing. And the example that I love to give people is, you ever had a parent who was super busy, and they said that they, like, we'll spend time together, and they're watching a show with you, but they're doing something else. You're not actually giving it. You're trying to get credit for being here, but you're not here. Right. So when you are saying, oh, I'm doing the work, I'm, you know, I'm meditating, but you're not actually holding space for these thoughts that are uncomfortable to come up. Oof. It's like sitting next to a crying child, and you're like, I'm here with you. Well, not really, but I'm here with you. And we don't want to make ourselves feel like that because so many other people in life feel like that. That, that part, where people hold space for you and spend time with you just to say they did it. Yeah. They checked it off. Yeah. It was a to-do list thing. It was like, nah, they said they want to hang out. And the entire time you spend with them, they're scrolling Instagram. They're texting people back. They're like, oh my God, hold on. Yeah. If I see you all the time and we actually do spend time together, cool. Yeah. But if I never get to see you and we mm-hmm. never actually connect, and I ask you to watch a movie with me, and I just like turn over, and you're just like scrolling. I'm like, you could have done that at home. Yeah. Like, I could have texted you. Yeah. And just left it at that. Yeah, and I think that's why when people are like, "Well, I don't want to go inside and deal with my stuff because they're angry, pissed, because they've been left by themselves. You've been ignoring them. When they feel something and you don't like how they feel, you turn away from them. Just like when you felt something and your mama didn't like how you away from you. She sent you away because she didn't know how to help you with those feelings. And as privileged black people, we weren't allowed to have those feelings. So there are all these things suppressed that now when we're adults, we're like, well, you don't want to see me next. I don't know where it's going to go. That's because there are 18 fragments that are all prepared to pop off the moment that we have to leave. Hello. Don't say how you feel because that's disrespect. You can't be depressed because I provide all this. What you got to be depressed about? What you worried about? You ain't got bills. Mm-hmm. I got you, brother. And you are trauma waiting to happen. Girl, like, as if I couldn't be stressed about the test coming up. Well, if you studied, you wouldn't be stressed. Yes, I would because I have a learning disability yeah. that you haven't even helped me with. Or maybe I'm stressed because I know we got bills and I know you're struggling and I'm empathizing with you. And now you're upset at me for empathizing about the twisted fragment that comes from that? Because you're making these micro comments that you think I'm not paying attention to, but I hear them. Well, we can't be doing all that because money don't grow on trees and I just ain't got that and that you got McDonald's money and Mm -hmm. okay, so what's going on? Are we struggling? Do I need to like stop taking up space? Am I a burden? Do I need to shrink? Okay, I'll do that because I want you happy. Because I want you happy, girl. And now I'm protecting you. Girl. And I'd be damned. <laughs> I'd be damned. It won't be me. Not, not me. Not no, me. sir. Nah, nah, nah. Oh, my goodness. Yes. The Rising Raw. You better drink. The Rising Raw. <laughs> Shout out to Big Brother. Yes. Big Brother yes. yes. We love him. Oh my goodness, you are incredible. You, from day one, I just remember like, like the healing project. Shout out. Shout out. Satisfy my soul. soul. The healing project brought us together. And 
Um, for those of you who don't know what that is, it is another nonprofit, our sister nonprofit. I'm proud to announce, um, and they host Wednesday night yoga, and it's completely free and it's absolutely enchanting and beautiful. And um, while I was the speaker the night I first went, and I was like. Where do I need to go? And since then, you have been an incredible support of the More Than Mental Project. Just your content that you put out is always uplifting. You have me questioning things. I was like, girl, I wasn't trying to add that to myself. I was ready for that. But I guess since we're here, yeah. <laughs> let's, girl, and let's just... But seriously, like, you are incredible. We love you, and thank you for taking a trip to the island tonight. Thank you for having me. It's too cold for an action trip, y'all. Girl, y'all better bundle up out there, because it's cold in the streets, okay? A wind chill of four. <laughs> Lord, what is you trying to do to us? Because I got questions. So I had to hit them with the Elsa Lake. I was Girl. Like, So tell people how they can connect with you. Give them your Instagram, whatever your website is. Let people let the people know. Let the people know. So yes. everything is pretty simple. Once you know how to spell my name. So Rockalon is how you can find me on Instagram. That's R-A-H-K-A-L-O-N. You can find my website at rockalon.com. You can email me at rockalon at gmail. Um, I offer self-session consultations. If you work at an agency and organization and you know y'all need these consultations, call me in. I would love to help. Um, but if you are reaching out for any type of support, I'm your girl. And y'all, she is actually phenomenal and amazing at what she does. Literally just an hour with her, as you see, will have you thinking very differently. <laughs> I believe it. In the best way, though. In the best, best way. Like, honestly and truly. I Every time I leave a conversation with you, I'm taking something. The goal and is to help people know how to think, not what to think. That's all I'm trying to do. And it's just opening our minds, and I love it. So, you know, the sun is setting here at the island, so we're going to go ahead and wrap this up. We just want to thank you all for joining us, and thank you <laughs> like every time just like sitting with so many things like goodness gracious now i have to go to bed yeah, I, gotta <laughs> I have to go to bed with this really like come on now but i do have a take-home question that i want to leave with our audience and with you and i think i may have sent this question to you i love the question <laughs> the question of the day yes i'm like this is starting Okay, so I don't even remember where it started. Like, I just, no, I do. We partnered with a game, We're Not Really Strangers, mm -hmm. not too long ago. And she told me that every day she picks a card from the deck and she asks for tea. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, oh, okay. So I get up and I go and I pick a question and I just send it to the world. And when I tell you people are either one or two things, they're like, 
why are you doing me like that? <laughs> like, I ain't ready to... I wasn't ready to do all this work. Or they're like, wow, thank you. Like, these are amazing. Mm-hmm. And even the people who are like, why did you do me like this? Mm-hmm. Are still like, no, keep them coming. Yeah. Even, I've had some people, like, not respond. And I was like, oh, okay. Like, so I stopped sending to them. Because I was like, maybe I'm, like, being too nice. And then I would see them, and they were like, where's my question of the day? And I was like, girl, you didn't respond. She was like, oh, no, I was responding internally. Yeah, yeah, I'm one of those. I'm like, I see it. I don't know if you want me to give you my paragraph <laughs> Look, answer, but I, I get you. So now I put disclaimers out there. I was like, you can either answer this or answer it internally. Okay. So I just leave people with that. So today's question, what is one mistake you have made that taught you the best lesson? So, audience, y'all can sit with that. And the next time, we'll kick it off with that one. I like that. Just, we're going to circle back to it. Thank you again for joining us. Thank you all for tuning in. And we will see you and talk to you next week.